Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome back to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast, where each week we go back, way back, and we watch every episode of the show that changed our lives, and we discuss it with you. Uh, yeah. Welcome, Ryan Teas. Hola. Welcome, Tom Welling. <laughs> Hola. Hola. Oh, yes. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to call in and leave your questions for this week's episode, make sure. Man, it's too late. Yeah, well, it's obviously too late. <laughs> make sure you get some in for future episodes. Our hotline is 213-538-2883. 213-538-2883. Make the answers or your questions short. Hey, it's John. Um, I have a question about episode. And here's and just quick. Just do it quickly. Okay. Here, here's the question. Yes, here's the question. Uh, follow us on our socials. We are a new show. Um, if you're enjoying this, spread the word. Help us spread the word. Follow us on socials. Talkville Podcasts on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Talkville Pod on the Twitter. And if you want to join Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Talkville. Uh -huh. And you could join the Patreon family and support the podcast because we need your support to keep this show going. And uh, we're very excited. We've done eight episodes. Uh, this is the ninth. Uh, we're still doing it. Some people are like, are you guys really going through every freaking episode? And we're like, hey, if you guys listen, we are going to yeah. continue the show. So that's and how I, we I, I'm learning through this process, you know, through you that, you know, I've listened to other podcasts, including Inside of You and whatnot. And they're like, you know, subscribe, all this other stuff. And you're like, ah, leave me alone. But it actually turns out that that actually helps your the podcast itself. So it if does. you do like it, it actually helps because it shows the ads that the people were watching. Yeah, so. I agree. And and also like when people write reviews of the show, if you write a review, oh, yeah. hopefully it's a good review that you enjoy yourself here. These are Smallville fans. And and look, by the way, I'm going to say this right now. I got a message um, on, it was on YouTube. I was reading the comments and someone said, I mentioned this to you before guys, but uh, not to the audience that they were like, the show's great if Rosenbaum would stop shitting on it. I'm like, I don't shit on the show. I'm just an observer. I'm, and by the way, I haven't given it a bad, bad grade, a bad rating yet. It's just that I have problems, which it, we, we can't just sit out here and go, yeah, that was perfect. That was great. That was great. Oh my gosh, you were great, Tom. Hey, oh my gosh. Yeah, well, maybe superb. we should start doing that though. You think for that maybe, one person? Maybe we should, yeah, just let's just do one where we just do positive things about every single thing. I think. And just do a positive <laughs> affirmation episode. I yeah, think right. people want to hear all they want to hear me a bitch they want to hear tom talk about things that didn't work they want to, it's, <laughs> it makes it more dynamic it makes it more fun and when they go back and watch it they'll see things and they'll agree or they won't agree sometimes it will bother them and sometimes it won't i think there are just two episodes in a row where you give it lower well, than I average just... reviews <laughs> I didn't give it to. I didn't give it a bomb. I haven't given it a bomb yet, have I? Well, listen, I don't. I don't. I'm not trying to be optimistic, but here's here's there here's a gentle reminder. Michael has no idea what Smallville is. 
when he watches it. He's never seen the episodes, nor did he maybe read scenes he wasn't in. And this is not the genre that Michael prefers. So he's going to be a little on edge. You know what I mean? Like if I watched a horror movie with you, I'm sure I'd be like, dude, do I have to finish this? Oh, I would hate it probably. And you'd I be like, this is amazing. I'm a critic. I, I look, I think there's some amazing episodes of Smallville. I think it was a great show. I love it. I love being there. I have so many great things to say about it, as you've heard me say. However, I am going to call things out when I see them. And that's just the way it is. All right. That's just the way it is, baby. Which brings us to. Without further ado, let's get into season one, episode nine. This baby's called Rogue. Oh, yeah. I like this one. The uh, title was called Rogue. It aired January 15th, 2002. Director David Carson. Writers Al Goff. Guest star Kelly Brook as Victoria Hardwick. Cameron Dye as Sam Phelan. The synopsis, corrupt detective Sam Phelan learns about Clark's abilities and he offers to keep it quiet if Clark steals some internal police files. When Clark refuses, Phelan frames Jonathan for murder to extort Clark into stealing from Luther Corp. Well, you know, Ryan said this before the episode started. It wasn't a freak of the week. Different kind of freak. Different genre of freak. Well, I, I, I perhaps disagree. I think Clark was a freak of the week. Interesting. Really? A twist. Think about it. Phelan, who I love, I loved it when I love his name, Phelan. I don't know where he came from, but it's just such a good, like he's just not failing all the time. He's failing. Like he's just a cop. He's just filthy, like a guy. filthy failing. And he saw Clark as a freak of the week. So that's what I think. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, I didn't. So we got we got dropped in a detective story where Clark was the uh the abnormality. Yeah. Huh. And it was sort of like, you know, X fact. Ryan said this episode was more like a wire episode, like the wire. <laughs> you know, it wasn't really a small. And that's what kind of jarred me a little bit. It was like, you know, it's Smallville is usually beautiful and the scope and, uh, the, you know, the cinematography. And and this was kind of handheld camera and dark. just kind of dark. loose and just darker and kind of all over the place. And it just—it was a little jarring. Not that I didn't. Uh, There's some some great moments, but it was uh, it was it was definitely an episode where I was like, "Wait, what show is this? What show?" Yeah, this is it's it, it steps out of its realm a little bit. What I like is it's seeing Clark as a man of action, which I like. There's a grittiness. There's a uh, uh, real quick. I think the biggest memory that came back. I know we haven't really gotten into it, but it was the first time that I fell asleep in my cast chair because with the, during the bus scene that we'll get to, I literally it was like I don't even think we started until 11 o'clock at night because we shut down the streets and it was downtown Vancouver for the whole busing. And I remember being like, like, I think waking up in my cast chair because it was like 430 in the morning and we were shooting. It was, a, it was I remember this episode. Yeah. Wow, you do. Uh, I don't remember it. Uh, things sort of came back to me working with Kelly Brock, and she was beautiful. I would think so. I, we, I, I'm <laughs> guessing you remember. We those. hit it off. It was nice. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to quickly go to the creator, one of the creators, Al Goff, Al's Corner. And Al texted me this morning because I texted him and I said, yeah, it was just a little di- different, wasn't it? He goes, Rogue was our attempt to mix it up and get away from Freak of the Week. It was a human villain who wanted to use Clark for nefarious purposes. I remember at the time it was well-received and was the first step in us branching out our storytelling. If you look at the show moving forward, we basically mixed Freak of the Week with true crime stories and mythology stories. And you'll notice, especially as we get into season two, the guest stars have less screen time and we focus more on the character relationships that have evolved. Also, people loved any episode that gave glimpses into Lex's former life as a metropolis 
Metropolis bad boy. All right. Well, Damn. guys, it was great joining you today on the podcast. That just about sums up the episode. Thank you, Al. <laughs> well, it was just, you know. That was I, great. To start it out, I felt like, you know. That's cool he did that. Look, let's get into the uh, the brief play-by-plays and we can comment. I think we should do that. And then we'll get into how we feel and all the other stuff. Uh, opening scene at a reception at the Metropolis Museum. It's an adult party. That's the first thing that jumped out at me on, when we when we filmed it. I remember walking into that space and being like, Ooh, this is a big, sh- like, this is continues to be a very big show. It almost feels like a movie. Yeah. Um, you know, it, 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 you know, Clark's in an adult party, you know, it's, it's cool. And Lex jumps in and tells him about Alexander the Great and all these things that Lex knows. And uh, yeah, I, I wish thought- Clark, I wish Clark would have been like, who? Yeah. <laughs> who? Why was he so great? <laughs> I don't know who he is. I'm from Krypton. <laughs> What's the deal with Alexander? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, you've been going to, to like people school since like you I were I mean, six. I guess, but it, I wish you would have been like, hey, don't you guys have the same name? Alexander the Great and Alexander Luther? <laughs> <laughs> Clark goes to catch fresh air and witnesses a bus headed straight for a homeless person sleeping on a bench because the driver is having a heart attack. With Clark, his dog. Clark springs into action using his body to stop the bus. While doing this, he is seen by an onlooker. And seemingly a dirty cop, Sam Phelan. Now, hold on, hold on, real quick. Let me jump in. Immediately jumps out at me on this one, probably more than any time else since, or since we started doing this. Clark's clothing is rather tough. Tough. Clark is just he walk. He stops the bus. Great. He walks away. Clothes, no problem. No problem. <laughs> yeah, but there was the, the jacket. The, the jacket was ripped up. Yeah, but come on, he stopped the bus. He did stop a bus. Saying. But I mean, it would look really weird if every time he does something, he's just disheveled and all ripped up. It's kind of a choice. You got to go one way or another, right? They would. I think they did it a couple of times when we dealt with fire. For some reason, fire affected Clark's clothing. But, you know, you stop a bus and you're like, you know. <laughs> Do we ever see the guy in the bus after? Yeah, he gets up. He's fine. Oh, he gets up and he's fine. Uh, yeah. If he was going to hit a pole, he was going to hit the homeless guy. Uh-huh. Right? He, he, he yeah, survived he a heart attack, but died from the impact. Yeah, he sur- <laughs> I mean, that impact. He's like, oh, oh, oh I gosh. feel better. But uh, it was really a cool Sorry, effect. Guys. It really was a cool effect, huh? What they did with that bus. Yeah. No, yeah. What they So I remember what they did is, I don't remember what they did first, but I... I stood there like this and there was a plate, you know, a line that I couldn't cross. And it, it was like one, two, three, brace for impact. And then they drove a bus into a, into a, like a, a semi-permanent post. They just drove it in there and crushed it. And really? then they married the two on camera. And that's what, that's how we got there. Wow. And that's the night you were up very, very late sleeping in oh, your chair. Was, yeah. Falling asleep. Um, I mean, do we need to talk about the armor a little bit and the, the on the nose? symbolism oh yeah yeah you know when we're talking about alexander the great and the vest or the the what do you call it the snake the, on there the body yeah, yeah. Uh, armor body of armor and it's like the snake and it's like an s it was pretty much i mean as on the nose as you can get and even the dialogue it symbolizes strength and courage uh people say he was invincible and then th- doesn't really... clark say something or I'll never yeah, wear. I, I can't imagine yeah. having that on or something. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine having that on. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know how you feel about this line now, but he said, "I'm just interested in people who ruled the world before 30." <laughs> you remember saying that? I didn't remember saying it, but I remember watching. It. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought that was a kind of a cool line. Yeah. For Lex to have. I think so. Too. I mean, that's sort of in his character, and it just it, tells you who he is and what he what he's after. It'd be weird if you said that and you were 50. <laughs> I'm just interested. <laughs> 
<laughs> that wouldn't have worked. It doesn't work now. Uh, no. Phelan pulls strings to get footage of the museum that night to pin down Clark. I don't want to jump ahead, but... Uh, <laughs> but I will. No, nah, I'm not going to jump ahead. Uh, Lex gets approached by an old fling and daughter of a multinational industrialist, Victoria Hardwick, to sell his shares of Luther Corp so her father can take control of the company. Um, I remember she was kind of popular. She had done some acting jobs, oh, Kelly Brook. She, she was already an international like sensation. She was very famous at the time. Mm -hmm. um, what I like about that scene is you guys both don't say anything other than something other than what you're feeling. It's a very nuanced scene, and I thought you guys pulled it off. I mean, it's like you guys just one-liners back and forth. You know, I, I thought it, I thought it was a that's a very fun scene to watch. You liked it, you know. I have to say, it was like. I was a little bit embarrassed. I was a little bit like, you know, sometimes with those scenes with her, I just felt like, I mean, some of them were good. I just felt like, oh, when I'm, whenever I, I'm watching myself be romantic or flirty or something, I just kind of, I cringe a little. What did you think, Ryan? Well, I, I did do that too, for you. But <laughs> I thought you. the acting was... <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was, that was spicy. <laughs> those yeah. were some spicy scenes. Oh, there's some scenes later on in the... Does she uh, come back in the show? She does. Yeah, she does. I think she's in the next one. I don't know, but she definitely, yeah, because, you know. Oh, that's oh, right. Because yeah. Clark, Clark ends four up episodes. rescuing four episodes. her from Yeah, she does a couple episodes. Oh, she's in the next that's three. That's right. But I got to say, Kelly Kelly and I became kind of sort of friends. And, uh, you know, when she came out to L.A., we, we'd go get a drink or something or uh, get lunch. And she was she was awesome to work with. We worked on those scenes. She wanted to be the best she could do, best she could be. And it was a joy working with her. Um Principal Kwan confronts and suspends Chloe as editor of The Torch for running stories about Smallville being the mutant capital of the world. Do you think he'd really shut down The Torch just for that? Maybe he's worried that she has a uh, fire ability and will shoot fire out of sprinklers. If <laughs> yeah, that's what he, yeah. <laughs> Kwan almost died with all that stuff. I need to stop this before it goes too far. The Torch, <laughs> I see the resemblance. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by better help. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing in your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Dot com slash talkville. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences 
each day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, um, you know, as fun as this was, this was the storyline that just kind of felt really forced and it's yeah, it, it just the storyline that didn't it, I don't I just I, it was like the B story and I it, it was it was hard to really care. It was like this love triangle and Chloe, you know, we'll we'll get to it, but you know, Lana's gonna take over the torch and but she's doing it for Chloe. And then, you know, it's like Chloe's like, I, no, we're just friends. Lana, yeah, no, we're just friends. And it's just like, oh my gosh, come on, they're both in love with Clark. And it was a little forced and, you know, maybe back in the day it worked a little better. But, you know, I had I had some issues. You didn't have issues, Tom? No, I just enjoy you shitting on it. Um, <laughs> I'm not shitting on it. <laughs> I thought, um, you know, I thought it was a tough thing to pull off. And I think Allison is superb in this. I think it's a I think in reading the scenes, it's 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 you probably were like, oh, this is going to not be that great. But she really elevates it. Um, I do feel like the way. I would agree that the way you feel is the way Lex would feel if he walked in on those scenes with these people. He, he'd just be above it all. But yeah. he's also like, what, 20 years older. So um, <laughs> he's not. He's only like six years old. He's only like 23, 22. But I thought Allison killed it. And it just became a little tension. It was it was getting into that who's who, who likes who. Um, I get I, it. I and it's it also well, that kind of show, too. I, I understand. Know. Well, yeah, wasn't that Angst. what uh, Al and uh, Miles were talking about? It was like CW or WB was always trying to like teen well i don't know what the word would be teen like, love teen, and like yeah make it make it the high school drama show that like you know that they have on the network yeah that's true and it was you know it was a network note i hear you. yeah I hear you. it's a story about it's a story about high school kids and they're um that's true the older the older bald guy who comes around <laughs> that's true but look the show was at its best when it was darker when it was character driven when you know we had backstories on different characters and there were secrets and there was all these things so to me I always like darker, and I think a lot of people would agree with that. However, uh, I understand that the scene was, I don't know if I won't call it essential, but I'll say, you know, I understand that teen angst and like the love triangle and all that stuff. It, it makes all right, sense. but remember that Lex started this whole thing in this episode. The first time you have the triangle is when Clark is at the, uh, at the adult party that Lex is throwing, and Lana's there, and Lex is like, oh, I'll leave you two to it. And you set that up. And then we've got Whitney over there. So like Lex started the triangle theme in this episode. <laughs> I'm being blamed. Lana's in overlapping triangles. Yeah. Phelan confronts Clark in his fortress of solitude, the barn, and exposes his secrets, blackmailing him to be his muscle in Metropolis. Now, this is when you really get to see how dirty this guy is. He drops an engine, a car engine on you or an engine block. And I thought that was really cool. That was yeah. dope. I mean, he took the chance. He's like, he wasn't even sure, was this the guy who got hit by the bus? But he said, yeah, I think it is, and we're going to drop this. And if it kills him, it kills him. If it doesn't, you know, then uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And yeah. I liked I liked seeing Clark. It was really a dilemma. I mean, it was really the first time, like, Clark's like, oh, my God, somebody's seen my powers. How did you, yeah. you know, how, how did you play that? Or how did you? I mean, I don't, uh, I'm not, I'm not. I don't know if I remember, but I think I just tried to play it for what it is. Um, 
you know, this is a kid who has these abilities. He's kind of found out. They've spent a lot of time trying to protect that information. And then as we go on, I really like these scenes with Jonathan. We'll talk about it later about family and trust and, and lying and, and duty and, and stuff like that. So, but again, uh, my takeaway is, again, Clark's clothing unscathed. <laughs> it bothered you. <laughs> You're shitting on the show! <laughs> But yeah, they, they shot that differently. I took a note that there was a, like some handheld camera going on in that. Like, yeah. Like a little creepier. I got to tell you, yeah, the handheld stuff, I just wasn't sure about. I just, it well, was just a different show. It was just a different show. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I just was kind of, kind of like, what is this? This is the, different. The theory behind the handheld is that it, it, it brings some sort of energy I know. Yeah. to the action itself or some scenes that may, may be kind of slow. I mean, it, you know, this is the age of, you know, look at 24, which I was a huge fan of. I would run home to watch it um, all handheld, like the energy behind the camera, that whole idea. But yeah, they they started to, I think, experiment a little more with it in this episode. It I didn't really catch it so much rewatching it this time for the podcast, but huh. it was a new thing at the time. I remember I'm like, oh, you're just going to put the camera on your shoulder. Cool. Like, let's see what happens. Yeah. Clark tells his parents and Jonathan Kent pulls a big time dad move and says that he will handle the situation by confronting Phelan at the beanery the next day. Lana Lang goes to Principal Kwan to get the torch reinstated, and the only way he agrees is by making Lana Lang the new editor of this insults and enrages Chloe. This, oh, 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 sorry, I was the, the the one thing about the coffee thing. Oh yeah, yeah. That scene, I thought I watched it twice. Um, I thought I think it's better than because what it what it really shows is Jonathan. I feel like Jonathan has really done some things in his past. Because the way he's composing himself, trying to talk to this guy, protecting his son, standing up for him, I feel like he's always just about to just like pounce like a like a like a lion on this. Yeah, guy. I, I really he's this is John Schneider at his best. I a hundred percent agree. I yeah. felt when he slammed Phelan on that table, that oh. was a great moment. I thought his his you could tell he was hurt. Like this guy's going to hurt my son, and that enraged yeah. him. If it's one thing that enrages uh, Jonathan. It's someone messing with his son. Right. And I haven't seen that side of him. And that was cool. What'd you think? Well, that would be funny if they just sort of faded to like a flashback scene of him and it was actually Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think I think John learned a lot about physicality, showing physicality for the camera. You know, like there's things you can do without hurting the other actor that look like you are. Right. Which I which I learned from John a little bit. But you know, remember that both John and Annette had actually had families. Yeah. When we filmed this show. So they yeah. they knew they had more to pull from in these moments. I felt it. I felt uh, Schneider. I thought it was one of his best performances in the series. I mean, I thought yeah. he was really on point and really, uh, we saw some depth. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But let's, cool. but let, sorry, I interrupted. Let's get back to Principal Kwan. <laughs> you know, here was my issue. All of a sudden, Chloe's hysterically crying, going psycho on Lana for for taking the editor when she, when she has she's gonna hire chloe so she could eventually take the job back and she immediately loses her shit oh so cheerleading's not enough it that that scene just i thought was was misdirected i thought allison's great she's a great actress but i thought i would not have made her cry and go so crazy uh i just felt like it was a little too much for me it just felt like why is she crying why is she so emotional that, you know, Lana did this and not seeing she's a smart girl and she should understand what Lana's trying to do and trying to help her. Like Lana wants, wants to be oh, fucking oh. editor. Lana doesn't want to be fucking oh, editor. You, 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 you think Chloe deserves more credit than to respond that, uh, that, that way. Emotionally make herself look bad. Yeah. I felt like it was too much. What'd you think, Ryan? 
What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Look, man, high school, these <laughs> things matter, man. You're going to take away the ed- me, the editor of the paper. This is all I got. And you're going to let the cheerleader edit and be closer to the guy that I secretly like. And she's, when you're in high school, that is important. She said some <laughs> shit to Lana that I was like, oh, my gosh, that's harsh. Can't you, do you think Lana really wants to be the editor of this paper? She's trying to help you. Well, that was the theme that they got to later with Clark. Uh, Lana was like, the, when you, the more you try to help someone, like the more it ends up hurting. I can't remember what the actual quote was. Right, but it, right. they're, they're sort of on the same path where Clark is really trying to like not let his parents get in trouble and trying to take care of things himself. And he ends up uh, messing things up worse. And which is what yeah. Lana ends up doing as well. Yeah. All right. Phelan takes Clark to Metropolis to retrieve some files from an employee of Internal Affairs. Clark takes the files, destroys Phelan's car, and calls the police on him. Throws the safe out and lands on the car. The cops come. I thought that was pretty cool. But uh, what'd you think, Tom? You're shaking your head. I, I just felt like it was, it was it was a nice move by Clark to like. How's this cop going to explain that he has this safe on? Uh, you know, how's he going to explain it? And he's not. He's not going to just be like. Well, there's this kid Clark Kent in Smallville, <laughs> and he threw it on my car. I, I I thought it was a like a it was a good plot thing to mix things up. Whether it makes sense or not, I don't know. But whatever. Uh, it makes Clark look smart. That's cool. The next day, Smallville PD shows up to search the Kent farm on a tip from Phelan and the man they arrested probably the night before, and find a man shot in the barn and a gun in Jonathan's truck, and they arrest Jonathan Kent. Yeah. I, well, the big takeaway I like from that is when he's being arrested, he 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 grabs Clark and says, yeah. "I need you to be strong." And I thought that was thought that was a good scene. Yeah, and I felt the tension, like it felt like Clark was going to use his powers, right? And all of a sudden, he stops and is like, "Whoa, whoa! I need you to be strong." I yeah. thought that was a great scene. I yeah. really thought that was a great scene. Lana and Clark have a good little heart to heart about whether or not their adopted parents' lives would have been easier without them. Thought that was sweet. Yeah, I mean. It has to happen, I guess. That scene. Um, I was kind of honestly watch rewatching it. I was kind of like, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right we get it. Like, we get right. it. You're both adopted. <laughs> Clark visits Jonathan in the jail, admits to almost succumbing to his urge to kill Phelan. Now, this is yeah, man, this is something I haven't seen in Clark at all. Like, this was really dark. Like, like Clark's like, I was gonna kill him. I was gonna and the only problem I have with this scene, because I thought the acting was really great and it was intense, and both of you guys were really in the moment, and I really enjoyed your performances. But don't you know that they record everything the prisoners are saying? And you're saying, "Yeah, I was involved, Dad. I did it. I, I joined Phelan." And I, that's the only thing I was thinking logically. But maybe you guys didn't think that. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
he said he went to go see him and he wanted to kill him, but he, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess maybe the guy took a bathroom break and didn't hear it. But my, what I really liked is that I didn't remember that this had happened, but that fist on the window, as soon as I saw it, when I was rewatching, I remember that was John, John did that. Really? And I remember, and I remember he didn't tell me he was going to do it. And it's, you know, this might sound ridiculous, but in the acting world, you kind of get what I mean. He just did it on his side and they shot him first. He just put his hand up there. And I remember just being like, what? Um, dad like you know like what do you okay like what is this and then and then he leans in and he really gets in i remember like this is awesome like that's great and you remember he's that always wanted that connection yeah john always tried to elevate scenes he did and he did yeah. elevate scenes lex tries to help clark clark tells him no and that he needs to handle it on his own boy was clark angry at lex for some reason no lex i need to do this on my own well you know when you're angry you're really only angry at yourself there's an old saying i know we can talk about more on inside of you but somebody told me that once you know like i know you're i see you're angry and i was and they're like we're only angry at ourselves and i was like damn it you're right <laughs> yep um that's kind of what that moment was so i hear you phelan recruits clark for one final task and clark agrees to get his father out phelan wants clark to break into the museum and help steal the gems off the alexander the great breastplate they get in throw off security and obtain the gems but then clark throws the bag containing everything outside the museum knowing it that it had phelan's fingerprints all over it i mean listen this guy phelan just won't go away do we know he's even a cop or does he have a fake badge no he's a cop. You know, like i know but we don't really see him being a cop I feel like he could have just been this like really cool con man. Um, I just didn't Lex find the bomb at the museum in the thing. Yeah, I I that's so weird. Track that. Yeah, I was like, what? what this, Lex shows up. He's following him. Was it? Then, was that the distraction to get the get the guards out of the museum? I I, I wasn't able. I wasn't sure what that was either. Yeah, he called in a bomb him. threat. Phelan called in a bomb threat, and Lex for some reason knew that where to find the bomb <laughs> yeah in question there wasn't even a bomb it was just an alarm clock that it was, was an meant alarm to throw clock. off the the guards so yeah he called in the bomb threat all the guards left and then they cut the wires and then nobody I was inside Lex finds that i mean it's I, I also noticed that i don't know if that was you doing that hand insert or not for the alarm clock but there was some shakiness going on there it was like a, i'm trying not to mess this scene up yeah it wasn't my hand yeah, it was I somebody did that Look for at you. steady fucking hand right here. Look at this. <laughs> it wasn't coffee because you guys were shooting at three in the morning in downtown Vancouver. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I don't know, but those were always the best. And they're like, uh, Michael, we just need you to come in. Like, like there's a scene where I, you see me following Phelan and, and Clark, and it's just like in a car. So I have to wait till the end of the day, end of the night, end of the scene. It just sees me driving through frame. So it's right. like I'm there for like six hours, and then I'm home. At, it was one of those things. You're like, oh. But you needed it. You needed it. You Phelan gets angry and tries to shoot Clark, who's Keanu, who Keanu's the bullet and escapes unscathed. Phelan then dies in a gunfight with the museum security. This is the first time we see you dodge a bullet, right? They call it bullet time, bullet or time. we did. Um, bullet time. That's what it's called. And it was the great. interesting one, I mean, unsolicited commentary. Um, we got better, even though I think this is really good, we got better at it later because we could paint things in and out of the frame where you would you could almost pass something by someone so they could watch it. But when we did this one, we weren't technologically to that point. So I, when you see me looking and following, I'm just like looking around a room in kind of half motion, but not slow motion because right. they ramp it. Um I just remembered I'd never done it before. I was all figuring it out. And I just thought it was really cool because I love the Matrix. And I was just, and I think it turned out pretty cool. Like if you track my eyes and stuff, it's cool. I thought it was great. I thought it was a little slow. Later on, they sped it up a little bit because it was, it yeah. took forever for that bullet. It's like, yeah. it just took for freaking hours. Well, it was man. a double take. It was like a, I see this. I see people walking. I'm going to go all the way to the other side. I was already clear of it the first time. <laughs> yeah, but it was really cool. Or um, just duck. At the end, Chloe gets reinstated as editor of The Torch after Quan finds the recent issue disparaging him from preventing free speech written by Lana Lang. Chloe thanks Lana and both girls have an awkward makeup over not wanting to take their friend Clark out of each other's lives. And that's that scene where I was uh, sort of talking about. I, I get it. I, I get it. I get it now after you guys kind of explained to me and with the, the CW, the WW. We're where doing. was Pete? The in all this. Yeah, Pete wasn't in this episode. <laughs> he said he had one line where he said, uh, <laughs> he was like, Chloe, I think you just got fired. Mm. That was it. That was his only line. Uh -huh. Chloe, that was harsh too. Yeah. I think you just got fired. <laughs> <laughs> this is one line of the show it? and it's Who's that. Who's that? Who's that? Damn. <laughs> We're going to do that for the entire series. Damn. Who's that? Okay, you got to get him on. Sam. I am. I, I text Sam to get him on. He'd be great. The episode closes with Lex Luthor reviewing museum security footage and catching Hold a on a second. You totally skipped over the fireplace scene. I really wanted to delve into it. All right. We didn't talk about it. Go ahead. I was trying to All avoid right, it. So what I really, so I talked earlier. I really like that scene between you and Kelly where you're both kind of one-liners back and forth and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there's a, there's a kiss there and you kind of almost anticipate either like the morning after or like a bedroom scene, but no, what happens is the next time we see you, you're in front of the fireplace, still in your office, but laying down romantically, like on the, like you never leave your office. I never like, noticed where, that. Do you sleep? Are you a vampire? Like what's going on? I'm just a hard like, worker. You're, just, you're like, let's make out for a second, but hold, hold on, hold that thought. 
let me start the fire. Let's sit down and talk on the floor. <laughs> Tom, I'm a very hard worker. Do you understand? I work hard. I work long hours in the office. But Ryan. also just the, the, the conversation you guys were having was just like, like let's let's betray our fathers. Ooh, isn't this sexy? Yeah. <laughs> like, even if they murder us, like, ooh, what? <laughs> yeah, we'll take them both down. Why yeah. take one down? Yeah, kinks. Well, you can have two. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit much, but it was, uh, you know, it's setting things up. It's kind of trying to have a little storyline there with her and where's this well, going to go? Well, it's also like Al very pointed. I mean, listen, Al's never said anything that's been incorrect. He's like a he's like a wizard when it comes to all things Smallville and otherwise. But the idea of getting to see Lex like operate in his world, especially with the past relationship, is interesting. Yeah. I loved yeah. the final scene. I will say the episode closes with Lex Luthor reviewing museum security footage and catching a blur of Clark using super speed. That is sort of, to me, that's the Lex Luthor up to like, you know, what is he up to? What's going on behind the eyes? You know, oh, what's this? What's this blur? What do we, you know, it will take 10 more years to figure that out. But it was cool. It was well shot. It was interesting. Um, I liked Kelly in the scene. I liked that she was like, you know, Lex is distracted, but he's, you know, it's, it was, uh, it was cool. I, I, I dug that scene. And also kudos to Cameron who played the cop. I, I remember real quick being on set and, you know, I, I don't think there was ever an actor on the on the show that I didn't like or get along with. But I remember him just when they said action, he could really get under your skin. That that scene where I have him against the post in the can't kitchen. I just remember he really like he was good at that, you know, and yeah, and, you know, it, it was awesome. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember working with him because I think he comes back because there's a flashback, I believe, where he comes back. Not he doesn't come back, but it's a flashback of when I was young and I got into trouble and he helped me. I believe oh. that's we see him again. I could be wrong. Maybe it's a that's different so cop, good. but I remember really enjoying working with him and I thought he did a really good job. <clears throat> uh, this is uh, interesting things of note, folks. And then we'll get into some questions from you and we'll talk about the ratings. We'll talk about Ryan's favorite scene. We're moving along here. Clark saying he doesn't see himself going into battle with that on his chest, looking at the S symbol chest plate from Alexander the Great, which we talked about. Uh, no freak of the week, except from Clark's or Tom's perspective, Clark was the freak of the week, which makes a lot of sense. It was, uh, it was an interesting take. Fanlin witnesses and test Clark's freak strength and athletic ability, all to just send him on a mission of sneaking around on a, an apartment. Oh, the joke is that like, oh, you find this guy who can stop a bus and then you send him on this weak ass like <laughs> oh yeah this like this is what you want him to do instead of like hey i want you to break into fort knox right, <laughs> this, right. It, you know it's just but maybe he's just trying to feel him out a little bit all right and now it's time for questions you guys ask some questions we're going to try and answer them here we go hey guys this is michael Pacioni from college station texas i just finished the rewatch of episode nine titled rogue and i gotta say that bus crash scene in front of the gala is just still so awesome so I wanted to ask, do you remember filming that scene? And what did you guys think of the final product? For me, it still holds up so, so well. Thanks again for taking my question. And of course, the walk down memory lane. Um, yeah, I touched on this earlier. I, I remember filming a, a big portion of how it was made and, and it being in the middle of the night. Uh, they, they, there's, a, there's, a, there's this thing in movie making called where you want to establish a hero, they have to save the cat. Um, you know, a guy saving a cat in a tree. Oh, that's the hero. Got it. Like, we know that that's the good guy. And if you notice, there's the homeless guy. And the, one of the last things you see is his dog. 
before Clark makes the decision to <laughs> right. go stop the bus. So it's kind of save the dog moment. Uh, I thought it, I thought it looked really good the way the bus hitting Clark and, and the positioning, I think, you know, it, it, it didn't distract my eye. Sometimes visual effects can do that. Um, so I was happy to see it. Yeah. And overall, I thought the, uh, the effect was fantastic. I thought, you know, especially TV back in 2001, that was, uh, they did a great job. Here is Sophie with question number two. Hey, Michael and Tom, it's Sophie here in Australia. I am loving the podcast. Can't wait to tune in every Wednesday. Uh, my question is for you, Michael, for Episode 9 Rogue. You got to work a bit with Kelly Brook, who played Victoria Hardwick. I'm just wondering if you can tell me any um, cool moments you got to have with her or any behind-the-scenes stories. Thank you. Well, now that this you mentioned the, it, this Sophie. Is the, this uh, is the tell-all tell all moment. I remember she had a friend with her. And I remember I had my two friends, Tom and Deneen, who you know, who I love. They were staying with me in Kitsilano. And her and her friend came over, and we went over scenes, and then we all drank and hung out and karaokeed and had a great time. She was just so much fun to be around. Uh, just just a really pleasant person and uh, worked hard. So thanks, Sophie. I really, I really enjoyed my time with her, and we're still friends to this day. All right. Oh, coming up now is a question from Melanie. This better be good, Melanie. Hi, this is Melanie calling from Long Island, New York. For the Rogue episode, I was curious if there was a scene that was cut that would explain why Clark was so aggressive with Lex. I mean, Lex is just looking out for him as a friend would, and I get that Clark is trying to protect his secret, but he seemed to be, like, really aggressive for some unknown reason. Thanks, guys, for doing this. Love you. Bye. She said, "Why was Clark so aggressive with Lex? Was there like, a, was, was there a scene cut? Yeah, was there a scene cut that would explain that? Not, not that I know of. I think he was taking out his anger that he had for himself on Lex. It wasn't fair, and he Lex deserves an apology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll dig that. All right, here's the next question. Let's see what happens." Hi, I'm Yannick. I'm from Montreal, and uh, I have uh, a question for the upcoming episode of Rogue. I think what's really uh, striking about it is that Clark gets to be heroic and do a lot of mistakes and gets angry. That seems to be something that they didn't do as much uh, on the show later on, and I was wondering what was it like for Tom to play all these different things in the same episode. Uh, love the show. Bye. Great question. I thought that was really great. I agree. I think if you really get into tracking Clark in this episode, there's there is a lot going on. Every scene is different, um, and he's kind of pulled in different directions. I I lost track at four times in this episode that Clark said, "I gotta go." <laughs> I don't know if anybody else caught that. <laughs> I didn't notice that. He says it, after four times, I stopped counting. <laughs> it's like he's like talking to Lana. He's like, "Gotta go," and then he's like that whole scene with Lana taking over the torch. Clark's like, I "Gotta go." He says it so many times in this episode. It's hilarious. <laughs> Um, this has got to go, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun. I don't think I was aware at the time that there was, there was so much difference, but, uh, I think I was probably just playing Clark in the scene and trying to figure out what to do next. Yeah. You know, this, this episode, definitely there were times when it made me feel really uncomfortable. It's like, I felt really bad for Clark. Like what a position to be put in. Like, you know, this is like, what is he going to do? And he kind of has to do this. And like, what would you do in that situation? It's like, you love your parents and you're trying to save your parents and you're, it's just, uh, it was, you know, everybody likes to think of you if you were a superhero, everything would be easy. Well, maybe if you don't, you know, I mean, you know, you watch that TV show, the boys and how they sort of 
pervert that whole thing is really fun to watch. Um, but when it affects the people around you, it's uh, it's a consideration. Yeah. Uh, here we go with uh, Leanne. Hey, guys, it's Leanne from Sacramento. I had a question about the episode Rogue. Um, I noticed in the episode that a generator was dropped on Clark along with him running into a bus. So, Tom, I'm curious um, about what exactly goes into shooting scenes like that. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. So when the generator fell on you in the barn, like what uh, what do you remember? How did they shoot that? Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't specifically remember, but I'm, I'm going to guess what they did. You know, they do it in the cuts and the edits. Um, I'm, I'm pretty, I don't remember if it was like a foam thing they dropped or I wasn't there and then they just pieced it together, pieced it together. Um, I know that the thing that I push off my chest probably wasn't the actual generator. Um, mm -hmm. it was probably a version of it I, and I, I had to make so. it sort of look <laughs> like it was heavy. Um, so yeah, movie it, magic. You know what? I just, uh, every, anytime you see uh jonathan kent cleaning some sort of like vague piece of machinery at the beginning of the episode that's going to get used later in like a violent way because that happened with like the the plow like he had to save somebody from like falling on the spikes of a plow and then like he's like just polishing this generator it's like oh setting it up it's the old hitchcock right? this is <laughs> setting it up i didn't notice that yeah me neither uh this is john who's uh from overseas and couldn't call in but John L., what is the show's obsession with the initials LL? Lex, Lionel, Lucas, Lachlan, Lillian, Lutessa are all Luthers. Lana, Laura, Lewis Lang, Lois and Lucy Lane, Linda Lake. Surely not a coincidence. Any thoughts or insight? Cheers. Um, uh, that's interesting. I bet Al would have the answer to that. He probably has the answer. And the, orig you know, the original creators are pretty hard to get on the phone right now. So I think we'd have to ask Al. He probably knows. Um, yeah. Clark Kent. Jonathan Kent. Yeah, it's kind of a Luther thing. I don't, I don't know. It's everybody but Clark. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm boggled. Uh, What's I'm actually, the deal with the L thing, Al? Yeah, I'm just uh, texting Al right now. Al's going to have this for the, for the next four years, these texts every every week going, oh, I have to answer Rosenbaum's questions. Although he likes it. He really... Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. I forget. It was like between, I don't know, season two or three or something, or three and four. And I, I, it was, it was finally the time where it was like, oh, I'm going to do like the big vacation. I always dreamed I was going to fly to Europe and everything. And I'm, I'm walking on the plane and who this guy walks in with a small with a Superman hat and a Smallville jacket. And I remember seeing him from behind and I'm like, oh, yeah. uh, is this going to be weird for me? Like, I hope he doesn't sit next to me. Turns around. It's Al with his family. <laughs> and I'm like, Al. And he's like, Tom, where are you doing? I'm like, I'm going to Rome apparently you are too i'm like what's this jack in the hat he goes oh i wear this all the time I, like he's he's an actual he just he's into it like he, he it's in his soul yeah i agree um so he'll probably text me here hopefully by the end of the podcast and we'll get an answer for you uh because we don't have one right now um thank you for all the questions i really appreciate you guys calling in please keep doing that every week we love your questions and uh we'll try to give you the best answers we we can um so look the death count and save count in this one. How many people got saved? How many died? Uh, two dead. The guy in the barn and Sam Phelan died. Two people Did saved. It? The bus driver and the homeless man. I guess the dog. Wasn't there a dog there too? Yeah. And the dog, the dog. Didn't, dog didn't squeal, run away, do anything on that bus? Nope. I don't know. Well, what are you gonna do? The dog knew he'd be fine with Clark there. Animals know. Animals know. Through nine episodes, 14 dead, 18 saved. Uh, 
look, after watching this again, um, it's not that I didn't like the episode. I thought there was a lot of great things in it. Um, there's a lot of great performances. There was some, some some cool shots, some cool moments, some cool effects. But it was just, I, again, it was just, it didn't feel like a Smallville episode as much. But maybe that was, maybe that's good in many ways. I, I just don't know how I feel about it yet. I'm still kind of computing. Right? Tom, but, it was a, but it was a Smallville episode. It was literally an episode of Smallville. <laughs> like what you have to understand is Smallville is showing you different it things. Was evolving. It's evolving. It was evolving. It was evolving. I see that. I, I do see that. Um and it was fun to watch. It was. It's it like was the, fun. It's like the first time they don't give you your freak of the week, which you adore so much. <laughs> and you're still like, yeah, I just. But then it's not an episode of Smallville. You're it's right. It's not an episode right. of Smallville. No, I Where's like Where's the this freak guy? of the week stuff I hate? Yeah. No, it's not that I always hate the freak of the week. I mean, Jitters was freak of the week, but it was different. And it was really cool. And it was it was bigger. Um, this episode, I, 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 let's let's talk about the Rosenbaum rating. <laughs> Three roses is the best. Two roses, one rose. You could use half roses if you want. Then we go to a heater. Uh, it's right down the middle. It's a heater. It's neither good or bad. It's just like it was okay. And then there's one bomb, two bomb, three bombs. What did you guys give it? But uh, let's start with Ryan. Uh, one for me. One rose. One. One Stick rose. With it. Tom? Really? And you like this show. <laughs> I'm learning to I, like it. He's learning to like it. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm still figuring out what it is. Listen, I, 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 as you can see, we're how many episodes in this podcast? I tend, I tend, I like the, I like the show. So I'm going to give it a two. I think if you showed this show to people who didn't know the show, they'd be like, "Oh, what's this? I'm interested." This is showing a different side of Clark, showing his, you know, invulnerability, if that's a word. Yeah. Um, yes. No. Sort of his the pressure cooker that he's always under. Um, you know, and then you have Lana taking over the torch. So it's a, it's a big episode. <laughs> you know, there the more go. I hear you talking about it and I, I think of the scenes and I think of the backstories and I think of like, we find out Lex is a baddie, you know, and he had some bad childhood stuff going on and Phelan was there getting him out of stuff and Phelan's the bad cop. And you're like, what's going on there? And then you see this emotional journey that Clark has with his father and his do to do the right thing. And, um, you know, I didn't particularly care for the other stories. I liked that story. That was that was the story that it was Clark's story that I focused on. The other stories I could do without. And so um overall, I'm going to give Rogue Tom snoring. This is a tough one. It's either a a, a half a rose or a rose. Give it a rose. You did good in the episode. It was cool for your character. You had you got to act with Kelly Brooke in this one. Yeah. I'm and gonna give it a rose. And, and I'll give it a rose. Three. I'll give it a rose just because there were some great moments, and uh, I like the story, uh, Clark's story, so much. I'm gonna give it a rose. And by the way, I've given it mostly roses. I haven't given it underneath. Uh, I haven't given it a heater or any bombs. So It'd nine be episodes. Interesting. I'd be surprised if we ever got to a point where we're like giving negative rosies. Uh, oh no, there's an episode I know I'm gonna give a bomb to. Oh really? Yeah, I remember I it being one of the worst episodes. I forgot yeah. what it was called or what season it was, but it was like with the principal, but it wasn't Principal Quan. It was a different principal or a teacher, <laughs> and it was just dreadful. 
And I remember <laughs> going, wow. It was a short name in the title, too. But that's going to, I guarantee, get a bomb or two from me. <laughs> you started auditioning for other shows at the time. You're like, called your agent. And you're like, uh, let's think about the next one, guys. No, look, make no mistake. I was incredibly proud of the show. I love the show. Um, now, this is this is a 50-year-old man going back and re-watching shows that he was on and trying to understand and uh, reflect and and just, you know, and so it's, it's harder for me to, you know, but I'm still enjoying it. I'm enjoying the process. I'm enjoying watching every every week and um, not knowing what's going to happen and getting and sometimes I tear up. Sometimes I I'm moved. Sometimes I really am impressed sometimes. But that with the other stuff makes for more of a dynamic, you know, un. what am I thinking? Like it's sort of like I'm unpredictable. My feelings on each show are unpredictable. I feel like Tom's are pretty predictable. He's going to like it no matter what. Uh, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't try to like it. It's not like I'm, I'm not, I'm not defending. I don't feel like I'm defending the show. No, but I, I just find myself when I'm rewatching it. I'm like, I get to finally enjoy it because at the time I don't think I did. So good. Finally, yeah. I think if I would have, if we would have been on set and at the end of each episode, you were like, how many rosies you want to give this one? I'd be like, negative. Like, Cause it was just, <laughs> A yeah, total different mind you'd, space, you'd equate it you know. with working and exhaustion yeah. and all that stuff. Al yeah. just responded to the question about what was with all the L's on the show. LL, Lana Lang, Lex Luthor, Lionel Luthor. He just said that was the Superman creators, what the Superman creators had done. Lex Luthor, Lana Lang, Lois Lane, even Cal L. So we kept in the tradition naming Lionel Luthor. Well, it's somebody knows. Somebody Roman knows. There's like 50. a math behind it or something, I bet. Yeah. It's what, what number of the like alphabet if, is it? it yeah, like if everybody's, if everybody, if if the letter of everyone's name is a number, it all adds up to the same number. I don't know. It's <laughs> I don't know what this means, but he says I think Michael Chabon may explore it in the Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, which is fictionalized version of Schuster and Siegel. <laughs> He's just like, I just, I'm not He's sure. But let me. I mean, the <laughs> yes. guy just he just knows everything. Um, yeah. So look, uh, this has been a treat. Uh, we still have one thing to do. Sure, and that is what Ryan's favorite scene was. Well, here's what I'll say about my one my one rose rating. the The part that got me was the the how quick the legal process worked for John Kent. Oh, that is the thing that kind of got me. <laughs> that just, at the end was just like, hey, they let it all go. They threw it away. The judges apologized. Everything's good. They didn't even pick him up from prison. No, he showed up in the kitchen. How are you guys? Oh, it's good. Everything's good. I went to prison. What was that like? fine yeah that's a big deal though he didn't want to call home and be like hey clark they just let me out i'll explain later can you super speed pick me (laughs) up they just wrapped this thing up with a little ribbon and bow didn't they like he he would be in prison for like at least three four more episodes and there would be you know some courtroom dramas (laughs) we'd have to introduce a lawyer character look this is also tv uh, especially you know 22 episodes and it was finding itself and it was cw they didn't do these what are they called where you have these streamers where they have cliffhangers every episode they wrap yeah. everything up until Standalone later episodes it's what? a lot of episodes it, yeah standalone but eventually the stories start to unfold and there are cliffhangers and that's when the show i think gets better and better when we start doing that when things last longer than just one episode ryan's favorite yeah, scenes all right he's written three scenes here we go all right, That's so good. top three in no particular order. Uh, there's the introduction of bullet time. 
That's number one. Yeah, the bullet. Bullet time. Number two, fireplace. <laughs> Lex and Victoria, the fireplace. Okay. Uh, Wait, did you have that before I brought it up? I did. Yeah. I thought it was weird. Uh, and uh, number three, the bus. Ranking yeah. the bus Ooh, in the beginning. Ooh, that's a tough that's, one. Hey, you know what I just realized? What? Like, this is might be like I might be an idiot. We have two big stunts. Like the, the yeah. bus was a big one in Bullet Time. Those yeah. are two big things two to show in one episode. Ones. I'm gonna bump it up to a rose. I was just gonna say, do you want to change <laughs> yeah. your? No, I'm keeping it at a rose. Uh, yeah, Bullet Time, uh, Fireplace, Bus. Oh, I, uh, I'm gonna go Bus, even though I think you like Bullet Time and you were amused by the fireplace scene as I was. <laughs> I am gonna go. I'm gonna go Bullet Time. Uh oh, it was Bullet Time. Yeah, <laughs> yes, he wins again. Well, Tom's I mean, pissed. I, listen, I was in both scenes. If you want to find either of them awesome, I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, you got the best <laughs> scenes, man. It was cool because it was a cool thing at the time. What the Matrix was two years old at that point, and it was, uh, it was a feat. And yeah. uh, I mean, for TV I, especially. I mean, I, I can imagine, I and mean, you talked about it a little bit. I can imagine them directing you through it uh, had to be pretty interesting. Yeah, I don't remember who it was, but somebody had already put a lot of thought into what I needed to do for the camera. And I think I was just like, okay, just let me know. You know what I mean? And I and it was like it's me being able to do what they needed me to do because I it although I agree, Michael, it's a little long, but it uh I thought it was well done. Well, yeah, I thought it was incredible. Um, I mean, I think it needed to be long because we needed to establish it. Yeah. He said, "Well, you're definitely not bulletproof." I'm like, "Oh my god, is it going to ricochet off of him or is he going to dodge it?" And we had to figure out like right. what is Clark going to do? What is going to be the reveal? Yeah. And we still don't know if he's bulletproof at this point. We mm -hmm. just know that he can move too many times and miss a bullet. I just think he should have ducked. I, I don't know. It would have been <laughs> anticlimactic. Uh, <laughs> there you have it, folks. That is it for the episode Rogue. Uh, we need you to stick around next week as we really brighten things up and talk about episode 10, Shimmer. I brighten think this was up. a Stephen Denight episode. I'm not sure. I don't know. Oh. Was it? I don't know. But uh, I, I remember I remember Shimmer. I remember it has kind of a scary kind of feel, supernatural feel, I believe. Um, I do remember Shimmer. I'm not quite sure how much I liked it. But I really do remember that episode, Shimmer. Uh, well, I have to actually go watch it. I don't. I don't remember it at all. I have to go watch it. Wow. Well, look. Let's take the discussion online. Let us know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials at Talkville Podcast or Talkville Pod. Uh, please write a review. Please subscribe. Watch on YouTube. Um, join the Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/Talkville. Support the podcast, and uh, we'll have a Shopify account up soon. We'll let you know about that. And um, and if you want to let us know your thoughts for other episodes in season one, leave a voicemail over at 213-538-2883. And, uh, and please do, because they're fun. They they make us think. You, you, so thank you. Yeah. Um, that was a treat. Um, I've already talked to some of the cast members, and, you know, they're going to come on. I, you know, I know Erica wouldn't want to come on, but we got to wait till she's on the show. Well, I'm, you know, you and I just talked about this. We saw her at a con recently, and and I don't know if you remember, but I said to her, I'm like, why don't, why don't we you know, you're kind of seeing the episodes for the first time, just like Michael. And, you know, she worked on Smallville before she was on camera at Smallville. So I think we can bring her up a little bit and just maybe as someone who sees the show or had seen the show, 
get her thoughts on it. Yeah. But, but yeah, we can talk about it. I think we later. could do that. But uh, we appreciate you sticking with us, and uh, hopefully you're sticking with us through every episode, and in, uh, you're in for the long haul, and uh, next episode is is 10. Uh, from myself, Michael Rosenbaum, here in the Hollywood Hills, we've got Ryan Tejas over there. Thank you, Ryan. Oh, thank you. Mr. Welling. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Always Thanks a for treat. having me. Thanks for having such a great attitude, Tom. I really appreciate that. Same, same, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Doctor, right. doctor, doctor. <laughs> doctor. All right, love you, buddy. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye. See ya. And don't think we forgot our lovable patrons. Uh, thank you, patrons. Go to patreon.com slash talkville. Become a patron today. Uh, top tier patrons get their names shouted out, and we'll never forget you. And here we are, me and Tom. Let's read the names. Tommy, take it away. Nikki G, Leon P, Raj C, Santiago M, Suzanne B. Leah S, Little Lisa. Tiny little Lisa. Callie D, Tom T, Sophie M, Betsy D. Oh, I got it this time. Liliana A. Abhi P, Chris F, Kimberly E, Jeremy V, Michael H, Ray H, Karen M, Design OTG, Danielle B. Jesus, you read a lot of them. 99 more. Lalani N, Catherine P, Brett G, Super Sam. Always hold on to Smallville. That's our tagline for the end of the show. Farrell T, Jeff E, Estevan G, DJ Kento. Garrett W, Just JTR, Taylor H, Kimberly L, nope, Tyler H. Can't mess Tyler's name up. <laughs> Tyler H, Kimberly L, Teresa, Justin S. Eric W, Tom and Tony V, Rodolfo V, Jason W, Osama A, and Nancy D. Megan H. Arton K, Justin T, and Lucio, Tristan C, Grape Jelly 817, Jeremy G, Anna M, Amanda R, Brandy S, Teddy 127, Michael P, Benjamin P, Ryan R. Grumpy-itis. <laughs> Old Grumpy-itis. Daniel B, Jordan M, Hillary B, TH3 Blur, TH3 Blur, Craig blur. G, huh? It's the blur. Oh, the blur. Like a, Craig yeah. G, Christy R, Pollyanna, Karen P, Derek G, Jarrell, Richard S, Jer Heather and Greg, Nico P. Mark D, Chase and Ramona, Brian H, Kelsey T, Jason M, DJC, Georgiana, Georgie, Georgina? Yeah, that's it. I'm an idiot. Georgina B and Eric K. Those are the top tier patrons. Uh, we love you. Thanks for supporting the show. And guys, keep watching. We love saying your names. Hopefully, we're not messing them up too bad. Uh, Lalana, I think we did it right. I think you screwed up Leanne's name, but oh well. You everybody, you, you have one mess up, and then we get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Tommy, good to see you. See you next week. We'll see you guys next week.